0: everybody. How's it going? Welcome to J.U. Israel, the Teacher's Lounge, where we try to keep you connected to Israel and give you insight into what's going on beyond the headlines. I am Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? It's going well, Michael. And we have back with us, Middle East journalist David Harris. How's it going, David?
1: Uh, yeah, um, everything's fine. When you say, how's it going, I realize this is an Americanism. What do you actually mean? Are you, are you referring to a car, um, your appetite? Um, what are you talking David about? David seems a little worked up today, and
0: <laughs> it's obvious why. This th- th- It's the rain. It's the, the sky. is Large amounts of water are falling out of the sky in tiny little drops. Now, it's 2017, and I would have thought that we would have a better method of water distribution by now <laughs> there are large amounts of water falling out of the sky It's Inconvenient
2: Actually we do We have the desalination
0: project from the seas So then why uh, are we still doing this water falling out of the sky business I think it's big umbrella I think this is all a conspiracy No I wasn't talking about that news story I was actually talking about uh, Russia being kicked out of the Olympics <laughs>
2: Ha, ha, ha that's the... Hey, that's Mr. Big, that's the humor. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yes. yes. <laughs> good good try. <laughs> really good try. And not... It didn't work either when you, you whatsapp it this morning either. It wasn't funny.
0: <laughs> I thought it was. I thought as a WhatsApp it worked. Uh, but we are talking today about what looks to be a... Well, we can talk about how big a change it is, but I think it's a pretty significant political change. And uh, certainly in how uh, america treats israel um
2: yeah uh, again we're wednesday afternoon so we're a few hours before president trump's supposed to make a very big speech about um jerusalem that jerusalem is recognizing jerusalem as the capital of israel which no american president has done since the establishment of the state 70 years ago
0: is there any government anywhere in the world that has done that
2: not to my no i mean yeah, there no used to be in, in the 70s there were some embassies here i'm not sure when they pulled out i can't remember but you know um there's a fairly i think general international consensus which uh, says that jerusalem is still up for negotiations what's going to be Since the final when, status is this a
0: 1967 thing or a 1948 thing
2: uh, I think it's 1967. No, no. One could argue. Oh, 1948, yeah. yeah I, well, I, I, was thinking, I was thinking 1990. I was thinking also, so yeah, that's correct. Since 48. But
0: no, this is since the world 48. has never recognized Jerusalem because. Well,
2: well, de facto recognition is what I would call it.
0: Functional de facto, de facto Yeah,
2: because because people do come, right? Heads of states come to Jerusalem, speak in the Knesset, meet with the prime minister, well, all, the all those kinds of things. Well, that's
0: the whole nightmare of having your embassy in Tel Aviv right. recognize Jerusalem as the capital when the functional capital. Right, is but
1: that's de facto. One could argue that's kind of fact, the recognition by the way please note that most israeli government ministries also have an office in tel aviv and they all go there and work from there on thursdays which uh kind of makes it convenient for meetings with diplomats yeah oh uh-huh
0: and there are diplomats who keep apartments in jerusalem mm-hmm. so that when they have to come in jerusalem but that that whole both ways is a logistical headache dealing with the reality that they're not moving their embassies here,
2: right? But I guess my, my main my main point was really that it's not like there's a boycott on Jerusalem, like that diplomats refuse to come to Jerusalem to meet with. Oh no, uh, no, there's no. So, no, but
0: since in the 1947 partition yeah. plan, which we just it was November 29th it was the 70th anniversary, Jerusalem was supposed to be an international city. When Israel declared herself a state and said Jerusalem was the capital, the world said, "Well, I don't know." It was supposed to be an international city, so we will not. Right. Uh, again, Sov- in our view, is Jerusalem is not under West Sovran. Jerusalem.
2: It was West Jerusalem in 48, right. 49, and East Jerusalem was annexed by Jordan.
0: Well, East Jerusalem is, is annexed by Jordan, although the world didn't recognize yeah. the annexation. Exactly. And then exactly. they conquered in 67, so the world has two different... Negations of our right. identity in Jerusalem. Uh, One is West Jerusalem, which it doesn't recognize as part of Israel officially and therefore is not the capital. And East Jerusalem, which is disputed territory and not part of Israel or Jerusalem. And then to, according throw, to the world. Right. Whereas going to Israel, it's one united city in the capital of Israel.
2: And then to throw another wrench in this whole confusion, if you're not confused enough already, because that's what we're trying to do here at our podcast, is confuse you, is that in 1995, Congress, the American Congress, passed a law saying that the American embassy has to move to Jerusalem. Now, why did they do it's that? It's a facto recognizing it as – the capital. Why, why well, it's ca- all part of the Oslo Accords, and Israel making, you know, making political moves and making, um, and, and making How does it um, make diplomatic.
0: Sense not to play. Oh, can I
2: just finish with that because I just want Go to make ahead. it clear. So the Congress passes a law in 1995 to move the embassy to to Jerusalem, <laughs> but why? So why isn't the embassy in Jerusalem? Why is this even an issue now? Because they put a well, caveat. They again. put a caveat the, in the law.
0: But you're skipping. Congress can't move embassies. Right. So the, the legislative right. branch of the United States government. Is not the State Department? That's in the executive branch,
2: right? So that's about to say they put a caveat in the law because who who's really in charge of foreign policy is the executive branch through the State Department. So they put a caveat in that law that the that the president.
0: That's not a caveat. What I'm saying is, I don't think that's that's part of the law. That's a feature. Congress can't tell where else to go. So they said to the president, "We demand that you move it." And the only power we have is we control the purse string.
2: Right. So, but the president has to sign a waiver every six months. Hold on, you skipped a step. I think. You Because you're confusing me because you keep stopping me. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, so yeah.
0: Congress passed a law in 90... Presidents, Pre- presidents have been saying they were going to move the embassy. Reagan said it. Clinton said right. it. They just didn't. There's yeah. enough pressure. Oslo's in the background. There's enough pressure. Congress, both houses, uh, 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 both, both parties push for uh, 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 a law that says the president must move it. And if he doesn't move it within... I forget what it is, a year. Then the following year's State Department budget will be cut in half because Congress can't tell the president where to put an embassy, but Congress can control the purse strings of the State Department. So to make our demands met, the president must do this or we will cut the State Department budget, meaning embassies all over the world and all State Department functions will basically break. You can't just do that. So that will back the president to a corner. The Clinton administration, before the law got passed, said – You can't do that. If there's national security – so the caveat was added later in the creating of the law, which said if the president files that there's a national security reason not to have the State Department's budget cut in half, then we will not go to the implementation of the law. So every six months, the president has to tell Congress –
2: Right, every six months, the president can sign, can choose to sign a waiver, which says that we're putting off the moving of the embassy for six months due to national security reasons or, or foreign policy diplomatic reasons. Right, right. He basically doesn't it, really it, to explain it, the way the wording of the it, law
0: is. It could either be because I can't move the embassy, right. although that's disputable, and the president in theory could have fought that because again, Congress should have no right to tell the president where to put an embassy. Right. But the other thing in the law is. If cutting the budget would hurt national security, the president can postpone it. Well, that's basically just an endless postponement. What president is going to say cutting my national, my, my state department budget in half is good for national security?
2: Right. But the, the upshot is, is the president has to decide every six months about the, about the embassy in Israel, whether to move it or not from Tel Aviv to it's Jerusalem. Strong,
0: decide and, is a strong word.
2: And, and, and yeah. And usually every six months, uh, what's happened since that law was passed in 1995, the president sends, signs this waiver saying we're putting it off for another six months. That in and of itself has, at times, has become somewhat of a pressure cooker when there's all kinds of diplomatic things going on, and can cause and can cause tension in and of itself. And this, is, and this came up on Monday, just past two days ago. was Wednesday, Trump. right? Second ever drum. The first time he signed it. And on Monday, he did not sign it and said he's making a big speech today, which is Wednesday, and then we'll see what happens, if he signs it or not. The and news it's also, reports, so yeah.
0: The news reports sort of came in jibs and drabs that he was calling leaders in the region. There were rumors about it. Then the Palestinian leadership said he talked to us and said he's going to do it. Then the White House said, yep, he's giving a speech at... 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in in the States, which is like 8 o'clock in the evening for us (laughs) tonight here in Israel and he will be declaring Jerusalem the capital of Israel but Moving the embassy will take years and require a lot of planning. Well, he says,
2: well, yeah, but again, the, again, nobody knows what he's going to say until he says, so we should kind of, because there are those who say, no, he's going to talk about moving the embassy and put things in the well, place. They
0: are, they you know. It is, it is so, I think, part of the plan is to yeah. move the embassy so, without any sort of immediate change. Right. I think there's logistical issues. People were saying.
2: You just hang up a sign. Yeah, just or, switch
0: the sign. There's a consulate in Jerusalem. Yeah. There are three consulates in Jerusalem. Which are like government representations without being an embassy. So just take the sign off the consulate, bring it to Tel Aviv, take the embassy sign from Tel Aviv, put it in the consulate. But the State Department says there are no facilities in Jerusalem that, that suit the needs of an embassy.
2: And not only that, the workers, if workers who work for, officially work for the embassy. Those so you're going to right? have
0: to look probably to build a, a, a new structure, which is going to take years, not months, the White House says. And the White House says none of this. Uh, will change the status of borders or uh, which, which should affect any negotiations between israelis and palestinians in other words the white house is saying it's the minimum of political change of the united states now officially recognizing jerusalem as the capital but that with
1: very limited other implications
2: what do you think david
1: I've been fascinated listening to the two of you, and I think you've both given uh, a tremendous amount of background without necessarily giving any... Saying anything. (laughs) No, no, no. no, (laughs) Without actually offering personal opinion, which I think is very important in terms of education and so on. But then, you know, there's the more juicy side of things. And, and, you know, I'm coming here as the external person. I haven't got... I well, don't, we invited you as an expert on the region. Right. So I, I think it's an abysmal idea. I think the whole thing's abysmal. <clears throat> Do I think that uh, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel? Absolutely. Do I think it's East Jerusalem? Do I think it's West Jerusalem? Doesn't matter. The fact is that you know, biblical text for 3,000 years, the Jewish people have prayed to Jerusalem and so on and so forth. Should all of the embassies be in Jerusalem, be it West or East? Yes, absolutely. Should the Americans, uh, in December of 2017 be talking this way, be allowing this type of conversation, um, uh, leading to the leaders of some of the major allies of um america and future allies of israel uh, to make some statements saying we're not in favor of this and really speaking out about it in a, a serious way over the last few days i think that's terrible i think it's a recipe for disaster i think if anything significant is said or done as a result of today uh, by the americans it will result in bloodshed quite likely, of thousands of people around the world, and I'm very happy to go into my reasoning for that. I think it's an absolute nightmare situation.
0: So I just before we before we take on whether we think it's a good idea, and, and I guess this puts us into the devil's advocate position of defending it, more or less, to David. Yeah, you, can do you, can, you can do what you
1: want. I'm just going to say what I think. But. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, happy we, to be devil's yeah, advocate. That's why well. you're here. That's
0: yeah. why you're here. You're of an expertise in the Middle East, Thanks. and we want to know your regional idea. I just want to clarify something that I... I think it's very important, especially when you talk about Jerusalem. I think it's important when you talk about anything dealing with Israel and the conflict, but in particular with Jerusalem, this is not. This should not be a conversation that addresses religion in any way. In other words, the religious Jewish connection to the to Jerusalem should be irrelevant in conversations about its nature as the capital of the Jewish state.
1: It's too late. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right, yeah. but we're. 3,000 years or 100 years or whatever you want to say too late because the whole conversation particularly the Jewish uh, well, not just the Jewish and the Muslim yes. or Arab perspective is religious first and foremost I don't think so you can argue it's territorial and so on but Everybody who is non-academic, every member of the public who has an argument, who gets angry, who's on a college campus, will always go back to their bottom line. Uh, the night journey, Al Quds, uh, if you're a Muslim, um, are talking about uh, Abraham binding Isaac and all those types of Which things. Which is great. You can go but,
0: visit, and you can go visit that historical religious site that's important to you. You should. I'm, a, I'm all in favor of religious tourism to holy sites.
1: But the, no. But the, the point is, but why
0: is it you, the capital?
1: No, the point is that it's a religiously charged debate and it doesn't matter how much we the big we the decision makers and journalists and so on try to diffuse that it's already a theme that's out there and, and it's very difficult to, to, to rewrite that, right, that but deal. David
0: I'm not trying to wage a political battle to change the broader conversation I'm trying to educate listeners to understand that the, that the people who founded the state when David Ben-Gurion who was not religious at all right when he an faced, atheist, even. He was an atheist. And when he looked at Jerusalem under siege in the War of Independence, and strategically it could have been argued, so let's just pull out of Jerusalem and fight along the coast. We have a much better military situation that way. And they said it is inconceivable to surrender Jerusalem. We literally have in our text, the idea that we cannot forgetting Jerusalem is like forgetting a limb mm. of our body.
1: Why? Because it's coming from a Jewish perspective. What? What's what's Ben Gurion's connection to the land of Israel? It King wasn't King David I'm, chose
0: it, yeah, as the capital of, of, of the, the state
1: of the Jewish state. Right. And we're a Jewish people, and we're right. a Jewish ethnicity. So it is Jewish. You cannot, of course, it's so you Jewish. You can't separate it's not religious. But so, so what Ju- Judaism? What do you mean? Is, That's what Zionism is. That's what
0: David Ben Gurion stood for.
1: Precisely, so, but a historical Jewish link. To right. Right so,
0: but, but that's, you're defining
2: that. Jewish a little bit different here. Correct. What's happening is, is that I think, if I can play mediator for a second, <laughs> that Michael is uh, defining, when he's saying Jewish, he means nationalist. He means yeah. the Jewish nation. And David's saying, well, you can't, You, it's uh, that's a little bit... Um, I don't know if false is the word to it, but to separate that religious sense out of that national aspiration because there's layers of those identities. But I
0: think it's important to clarify that Israel is a state – is a Zionist state created by Zionism and Zionism is the movement that says we have to work on national things. And religion is a side issue, that you can be religious or not religious, but we can all work together on building a better future for the Jewish nation, for the Jewish people. The only nation in the history of planet Earth that has made the Jerusalem the capital of a sovereign state are the Jews. The first, that that's our capital. It has always been. And okay. we are the only ones who did. So the fact that other people talk about, well, you, it's so religiously significant. All right.
2: So, so oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what, the, what Michael's, I think, trying to say is that for, for the Jewish people, that Jerusalem has not only been a religiously significant site; it's also been a political capital. And it's since right. since the year one thousand, well, the, since, to, the year, make, since the year one thousand, when David and Melech made it the capital, it has always been the capital. We've never changed it with another capital. And whenever we had any important centers, we likened them to Jerusalem. Vilna, I think it's unfair though. Let me just right as opposed to. Um, it being a very important and central holy place for rel- other religions, a pilgrimage place that's different than having it as a political capital. Palestinians
0: don't have to have sovereignty on Mecca to visit the stone. Sovereignty yeah. is irrelevant to visiting the stone. Sovereignty should be irrelevant. Well, to it, the, it, depends, it, it, it
1: depends whose perspective you're taking. If but you're I'm taking mine. No, if you take <laughs> the, perspe- the perspective of those people who are pan-Islamists, then absolutely... Uh, uh, me Mecca would have become the the capital if that okay. if that would have won the day. It and and uh, by the way, I also d- take there the, are always
0: uh, alternative ways well, to look let, at let, things, but I'm looking at the real world as it is.
1: Right, I mean, but the, there's other things that you said which maybe we shouldn't be going into now because we're meant to be talking about about Trump. But for example, you said no other um, people have ever made this their capital. Part of the reason for that is, with the exception of the Jewish people, as far as I can think, over the last two thousand years, the only other people who have occupied this land have been empires, right. Right. and that's those empires point. have been somewhere right. so right. else. That's a point. Right. No, but, but but but
2: but that that's does the not.
1: Point. N- but that doesn't dilute. Anybody else's claim on on, on this place? What's well, their claim? Can visit
0: the Vatican without having sovereignty on the Vatican. That's you can visit your holy before before
1: before 1948, pilgrimage. a Jew a Jew could visit Jerusalem right. and make pilgrimage. It wasn't right. their capital, That's uh, right. but they couldn't go to the but Temple they, Mount, right? I no, think they they could. Could. In the Middle Ages, they yeah. could. Yeah, there were times when they uh, could. But, they, could but,
0: but, but hold on. But that's exactly my point. If this was a religious issue, we wouldn't need sovereignty. The Jewish people don't need sovereignty so that we have access to our holy sites. We need sovereignty because every people need self-rule and sovereignty. It's the normal thing that every nation needs. The Jews, that's like saying, well, you know why the French need Paris? Because how else are they going to visit the Louvre?
1: But we've got sovereignty. We've got sovereignty
0: over television. Aviv. No, we have sovereignty. And the only place... So tell the French not to make Paris their capital. It's inconvenient for others. Paris is the capital of France. We're not moving it. Uh, okay, I'll give you a closer to home analogy. Uh, uh, Balfour said to Weitzman, I don't understand why you're so focused on getting Jerusalem. I understand that in history it was yours. So Weitzman said, but well, would you give up on London as your capital? And Balfour said, Mr. Weitzman, we have currently London as our capital. It's not an mm-hmm. issue. And Weitzman said, well, when London was a swamp, Jerusalem was our capital. So we've had it for a very long time. And he said, the question you're asking me is a little bit like, how come you walk 10 blocks out of your way to visit Mrs. Weitzman instead of visiting all the old ladies along the way on those 10 blocks? Because that's my mother. So I don't... I, to say, well, why do the Jews make a capital in Tel Aviv? Because... The capital of the Jewish people has always been Jerusalem. Now, th- th- that argument was made. And Ben-Gurion said, we're not doing that. And that's a, The Zionist decision was that, re- first of all, we reject the idea of having a homeland other than in our historical homeland. And the Zionist consensus was, and we reject the idea of having a capital anywhere other than our historical capital. Although you could make pragmatic arguments for both. Zionism says our historical national connections have to outweigh so, certain. So do you categories. think? So
2: do you think then that Trump is not doing a right move, Michael?
0: Well, I, see, it's funny because David, <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you rant again. But I feel like I'm, I, I like haven't your started ranting. Rant so. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've like begun giving yeah. you your ranting due. If you ask, is this good for Israel or good for the Jews? I think that's asking the wrong question. Of course, there's aspects of it that, that are good. It's just anytime anyone tells the truth, I think that's helpful. And Israel's, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Everybody knows it. Everybody functions with that, that de facto truth. And, and, and I think pretending that it isn't, isn't going to lead to better, healthy relationships with our neighbors. So, out of deference to them losing their temper.
2: So do you think that this could actually be an opening to a peace process like some are arguing because it's making a definitive stand and cut the
0: monkey business.
2: Let's well, I, I don't let's call believe things that, I don't
0: believe Abbas will sign it because I don't think he can. No, open so, to a,
2: a peace negotiations, let's say. Ultimately,
0: yeah. short term, I think this will lead to increased tensions. Long term, of course, Let's get everything on the table. Jerusalem is the capital of the Jewish people. This is the sovereign Jewish people in their sovereign home.
1: Okay, you've you've also got to... are native Semites. You've got to define Jerusalem. You've got got to define Jerusalem. So when I was listening to Ron Dermer, Israel's ambassador to, to D.C. earlier this week on a podcast with Politico he himself said, I mean, he, he's pushing the the Americans to make the move and so on, whether it's both the idea of Two State... Uh, uh, rec- Although
0: previously the Netanyahu administration was not pushing them to do that. Uh, absolutely. He was,
1: but he was very, very clear in favor of the move, now, as soon as possible, etc. But he said when he was talking about the, 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 the recognition side of things, he made the differentiation himself between West Jerusalem yeah, and East Jerusalem. That's the easy one. Right. But, uh, but so, so the point is... The, the, the point, the, or, or the problem is, if you're recognising Jerusalem... But you're not defining Jerusalem beyond that. Right. Then everybody's going to be saying to the State Department: "So what are you recognizing? You know, is Ramat part of uh, the capital? Is it not? Is um, you know, Gilo, etc., etc., etc. What are you recognizing when you say recognize?" I and, don't so know. Th- and so, uh, what uh, is uh, he uh, saying
0: about East Jerusalem?
1: We'll have to wait and find out. But, well, but, I think the reports are that he's not going. He's going to uh, be uh, non-specific. Exactly. Balfour like Declaration. And, and, and I want to know from <laughs> you. And this is so far not what I wanted to talk about, but. I want to know from you, you you said you think that this will will give some form of of, of clarification and help uh, to to the peace process going forward. I don't understand how a generalization about Jerusalem without specifics helps in any way, shape or form. I don't get it. I think it'll create tensions not just short term, but long term. You know, you've got to be specific. and, and, And the sides, including Abbas, have to come to the table and say, this is my definition of Jerusalem. Well, I I agree. with Just because
0: something isn't doing everything it needs to do to achieve all of its goal doesn't mean that doing some of it isn't of value. And and acknowledging the obvious reality is one of those basic realities in Israeli life, that Jerusalem is the capital. And we won't – the reason we're not saying Jerusalem is the capital is because it makes the Arab world angry. Well – Reality shouldn't make people... Uh, uh, you can't function like that. By the way, that's, do you really...
1: That's unhealthy. Do you really think, if you did a survey now of Israelis, that 100% of them would say they perceive Jerusalem as being their capital?
0: 100%? Yeah. Nothing's ever 100%. That's an impossible I think
1: standard. you get 60, 70%. Oh, are you kidding? No, you're wrong. No. That,
0: we, that fact, we know you're wrong. You don't think
1: no, get- notice what I said. The Jerusalem is like capital. like, a, like no, no, a no, 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 no. How I feel about it, not, yeah. not what the politicians say. I think, like you, the I think you'd get ninety five. percent I don't think so. I don't think so. So oh, it's been asked think, By the way, I think they'll do Jewish, a lot less.
2: Jewish Israelis you're talking about, yeah?
1: Or, yeah, uh, okay, Jewish Israelis. Yeah, yeah Jewish Israelis I don't think you would get anywhere near one hundred percent. Are you I, kidding? Today, really? the the disillusionment with this country, with the way it's being, just just like the people who don't like Trump. There is that intense feeling of dissatisfaction, of anger, of rejection, of everything that the country stands for as long as the country is ruled by the right on the part of the far left in this country. But your analogy
0: fails because people in America who are mad at Trump don't hate America. And
1: they don't think Washington, D.C. is no, not the capital. No, re- no, but they reject the things that those people stand for. Well, and I, what's the yeah, first thing?
2: So. You really think? But, but yeah. Jerusalem is, has always been a major consensus. In, That's such a consensus. It used to be. Even in the Peace Now site, the last time I looked, which was not today, but last time I looked, is it. neighborhoods like Gilo which you know part of under dispute they call Jerusalem neighborhoods
0: they
1: call call East Jerusalem neighborhoods Jewish
0: Jerusalem if you
1: did if you did a survey today that said and okay I'm I'm giving conditions to this if you did a survey today that said the Palestinians have agreed that Jerusalem will be an international city that Ramallah will be the capital of the Palestinian entity that Tel Aviv will be the capital of the Israeli entity, and we can assign a peace deal, a huge percentage of Israelis would take that deal.
0: I don't know. I mean, if, if that's the stake of it, if you're saying that we end all violence and your children won't have to serve so there, deal. you're deal. saying, but that's, are you willing to compromise on what you believe for peace? That's not the same as, do you feel like Jerusalem is the capital of Israel?
1: Which like, well, listen, clearly, on, on, in terms of territorial compromise, the vast majority of opinion polls since Camp David and when was Camp David 2000? The vast majority of opinion polls since then have said between 60 and 70 percent of people will go for territorial compromise on a two state solution, um, but not in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Uh, that's you won't find that the no, it doesn't no, go as high as 2000 for yeah, the division of Jerusalem there is a yeah, very sure. strong percentage of this way who are in favor. But it's not a
0: majority, I don't think. Certainly
1: and certainly not on the
2: old city. I mean, again, I, I haven't seen this, this, the the polls recently, but I, wish I, had, I wish I had I wish I had the
1: internet with me now, but...
2: In this... 20 look it up will send the 19th yeah. century s- podcast studio and we can't just take up our phones and look at, yeah, the, you look at your phone, we'll, we'll But anyway, but let's try to get back like, let's yeah, try to get back off to where we started to, uh, yeah. to this thing well, is no, it, not, is it good for off. the truth?
1: I understand where you've taken the conversation right. but I, I, I you were talking about what's the real question before well, I I think the yeah, real question it, is about the timing that's, that's that, the, right, the, the time we've not got
2: the time right and I think two things timing and what's the plan
1: what's the art of good joke telling timing what? <laughs> what say? What's the art of good joke telling timing? I don't know. Never mind. Think about uh, it. Okay.
2: I had to set him up. Someone had to. You were sitting there quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to my brain. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm but, sure. but I think yeah. it's, it's the timing and the plan. So can you want to, you want to speak well, about no, that no, a little
0: forget, bit? Forget, well, let's deal with timing. Let's agree that not only is there no strategy here in terms of plan, but this negates all the work that Kushner and Greenblatt have been laying out to create a new sort of peace framework,
1: with so, so I so this I can't clearly, remember who
2: said it, but someone said that this shows that actually they they succeeded nothing, and actually they actually haven't done anything. That's it a it one would be remember, very
1: interesting if there is actually something going on here behind the scenes that we don't know about, and this is all Could part be. of it, which is always possible. But I have my doubts. All
0: we're talking. About, Why do you have your doubts?
1: Because it seems such a dumb move. <laughs> at this I, time, I think
0: I think it is. I I need to change what the news is talking about today. He didn't sign the thing on Monday. So we might as well turn this into something else to change the subject to something else. Now, maybe that's cynical. It's certainly something that the president believes in. He said he believes that he should. He promised it. And since the beginning, he, he said, I'm going to do it my first day. And then he didn't. And he said, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So this is certainly within his plans. But the strategy was to save it till after the peace talk plan. Now you're saying, well, maybe it just failed, and he's acknowledging it failed, so he's just changing tack. Well, he's not communicating that. So you can read that in and say, well, I guess this was a strategic decision of a strategic ship. It's not how it looks. It wasn't even clear. It it seems to have evolved since, like, Sunday or Monday to make this. So I, I don't think it's a huge stretch to say that this is not fitting into a broader strategic plan for the middle east i think that's a reasonable read of this now the question is okay but anyway timing go ahead david, david?
1: oh um <laughs> that's you. if the timing no more jokes if if the timing were any worse I would be absolutely... Uh, there cannot be anything worse than the timing right now. Because For why? so many reasons. I, I had in my head, like I said to you before, I had about 10, 15 reasons. Of course, most of which I've forgotten. But let, let's, let's make a start. A couple of weeks ago, you very kindly into, uh, it, it asked me to come in and we were talking about the Middle East. And we finished the conversation, a 45-minute conversation, by talking about the hope in the Middle East, which was all predicated on status quo. If you're going to shift the status quo in the most volatile part of the world, you are asking for trouble. How does that trouble manifest itself? Whenever there is discussion, or even some rogue imam in some mosque, I mean, quite often it can be on the Temple Mount, but it could be somewhere else, and they get quoted. And they make a statement saying, ooh, the Jews are planning to do X. They're, They're allegedly digging tunnels under the Temple Mount, which is absolute nonsense. But... As soon as that happens, riots break out all over the Muslim world. Fifty-seven countries, and you can say half of them end up with riots. They end up with dead it's rioters like rioting in another country for something that's happening in Israel. Yeah, I mean, I, look at the end of the day, is it an excuse? Is it a very clever way of controlling populations, etc., whether it's done by the, the heads of state or by the clergy and so on, and fermenting anger against something else rather than allowing um, a, a, an, an uprise against the government serving in that country at the time? Absolutely. But that's kind of irrelevant to our conversation because that's to do with the things that are wrong in the Fair Muslim enough. world. Right. What we're talking about is what The impact is of what the Americans may be about to do in about six hours' time. And I think what they're about to do is incredibly dangerous. There's other other things as well. Um, The Israelis, I think, are also a bit to blame here. As I mentioned, I heard um, uh, Derma Um, Derma talking about this earlier, but there are other people now speaking out about it and saying, oh, you've got to do it. It's a good thing. As soon as the Israelis publicly say something like that, And, parenthetically, at the same time, they're saying, oh, isn't it really exciting that we can soon be at peace with Saudi Arabia and the UAE and all these other places, and saying it publicly. What reaction do the Israelis think they're going to get from the Arab world, even the Muslim world, if they're lauding this type of action at this time? We've got in front of us now a golden opportunity, and these opportunities do not come up every day. If you think about the last 2,000 years, how many times has the Jewish people or the Israeli people had the opportunity to live at peace with the people around them? And the answer is very few. There's a reason why we moved from, from Spain to Holland to Poland and all, all of our stories of you know, the diaspora. We've got a chance now to end that, to bring about a lasting peace. The Saudis realise, and are pretty much saying this publicly now, that the Palestinian issue is no longer an issue for them. They're they're beyond that. Mm -hmm. And now we're about to bring all of that up again? You know, how naive, how stupid are are the State Department, um, who we understand are the ones who are are playing, uh, playing Trump, and Israel for doing this? They're endangering the whole thing for a bit of PR. That's all. This is it's PR. You explain the State Department. Oh, the, um, uh, the it's, it's very clear that to those of us who follow these things, that Trump is not necessarily the main man when it comes to foreign policy, and some of the other people within his administration, like Tillerson, uh, McMaster, and so on, are not necessarily uh, the best friends of his policies and where he wanted to go, uh, and they very successfully managed to sideline some of the people.
0: Yeah, not, I don't like, think they're pushing. So then how, no, they're, they're not pushing. No, no, no,
1: no. no, but no, but no that's, why, I, that's why I understand no, how... All, no, all I'm saying is that... that um, uh, may, Maybe not to do with this particular issue, but Trump has clearly some very problematic advisors around him. Uh-huh. Now, now, I also think... And I've never met the man, and he must—he may be a lovely guy, but I think it's an incredible mistake to appoint the American ambassador to Israel as a, an Orthodox Jew, who's an out-and-out yeah. Zionist. That well, but a, the last, the last,
2: goal. last whole bunch of ambassadors okay. have been Jewish. Yeah. So why is an Orthodox Jew any less good than Dan Shapiro or
1: Kurtzer or those guys? I didn't necessarily say I was in favor of any of those. I didn't necessarily say I was in favor of any of those. And I understand the reason that they do that. And I understand when they appoint a Korean to become the uh, uh, U.S. ambassador to Korea. I get that. I think it's a mistake. I think it sends out the wrong signals. And and we, as as a Jewish people, are already... um, Castigated throughout the world, particularly in the Muslim world, for controlling Wall Street, for controlling uh, um, uh, broad, uh, what's it called Hollywood. Hollywood and all those types of places. And here we are sending a whole pack of Jews to control the peace process. Whether they're the ambassadors, whether it's the son-in-law of the president, whether it's the main advisor on the Middle East peace process, we need to get away from this somehow because. I know there are people out there, and I'm, I'm, maybe the two of you as well, who are cringing and saying, "Who is this anti semite who's holding the microphone and saying all <laughs> these not saying things?" That I said about but, you, but but, time <laughs> but but I see all. That's of why we these, invited you. I see yeah. all of these as <laughs> own awesome. goals. I see, I see all of these as own goals. I see all of these as not taking us forward. And I said at the time of the election that I thought that Clinton would be better for Israel than Trump because she was going to meet out tough love. The last thing Israel needs right now is someone in the White House who very publicly puts his arms around Bibi and says, you are my best friend. I've never had a friend like you. You're the only democracy in the Middle East. Let's all do some business deals together. I'm going to increase your defense budget to 15 billion uh, or or whatever it is for for, 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 for a five year period. All those types of messages create anti-Semitism in the world, create anti-Zionism in the world, prevent a peace process from going forward, prevent uh, any form of hope between us and our Arab neighbors. uh, Not that
0: I would say, it just seems to me like I'm trying to... um, Well, what I kind of feel like is I definitely get what you're saying, (laughs) and I think that there is a line that can be crossed, but I don't think... America should never do anything that helps Israel because it will ang- ang- anger Arabs, I don't think that will I think, isn't it,
2: isn't it being a little bit overly paranoid is what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, we have to always okay. worry. Well, right. like, can't we, uh, right. me, can't
1: we have some, also some, some pride, some, you know? 100% uh, agree with all of that. Here's, here's kind of a challenge for people listening to this if you haven't fallen asleep by now. And if you have fallen asleep, we're not shouting loud enough. Um, in, in three months' time, if, if if tonight something controversial is said or something physical is done, like the first bulldozer comes in or a plaque goes up or whatever it is, if there is no increase in anti-Semitic attacks or terror attacks around the world, I'll eat my hat.
0: What do you mean by increase?
1: Arise on what there is today. I, I, I thought you were going to ask him, what, what do you mean by hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, not made of straw. Yeah.
0: I honestly think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I hope to God I'm right. I, I think this is going to blip. I, I just don't think. I you're agree. Gonna get, I think you'll get a little bit, both locally the, and abroad. I think it'll
2: be symbolic.
0: I think it'll be symbolic, and I just don't think people have their hearts. But what? Lit.
2: Because but, it's, because it's a hot air. He's not really saying anything.
1: That, that, that's my point. I said if it's if I said if it's a nothing. Yeah. That's one thing. If all if all he says is at some point in the future we will move, and I understand yeah. the centrality he's of John, he's, he's going to say Jerusalem no. is the capital. Let, Jerusalem's the capital. Let's see. Let's see, and then then you watch. The, tomorrow morning, have a look at the Arabic newspapers. Have a look at the newspapers oh, in, 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 in Pakistan, etc. They have et to have symbolic And watch fury. what happens. Now, the next thing that will happen is watch what ISIS says about it. Watch what Al-Qaeda says about it. And maybe they were planning an attack in, God forbid, Copenhagen anyway. But what they will do is they will say... And the attack we carried out in Copenhagen today that killed 45 people was because of Trump. And Israel. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not true, think about the hatred of Israel, the anti Semitism that will be caused as a result of that because the victims' families and everybody in Denmark will turn around and they won't only be angry with ISIS, they'll say, bloody Israel, look what the Israelis what, have done, and look how it's impacted That's my problem on us. with what you're saying. And I'm not saying everything,
0: I don't think you're crazy and I don't think you're an
1: anti Semite. I'm semi. mad. I'm I think you're
0: an anti Semite, but not an anti Semite. Totally. Semi, because you're from
1: England. Totally. I, had a, I, I had a bad bris. <laughs>
0: I think that you. I, I think that the fight against anti-Semitism comes after the fight for stability of the Jewish state. That that at three in 1973, Egypt invaded Israel. You want to call that an anti-Semitic attack on Israel? Four or five years later, there's Sadat standing on the rostrum in the Knesset, not because uh, any policy shift that made people love Israel more, but because they realized. Israel is, is, is these are a native people in their home and that has to be dealt with and you can't do anything about that so before I get you to love me I need you to respect me mm-hmm. and so pretending everybody in the world getting together and pretending that my capital isn't my capital but nobody's gonna because res- I don't want to make anybody angry is to me is inherently because I don't want Arabs to be mad at me well they're already mad at me so the, so now this is it going to make them matter to me? Well, first of all, I'm not so convinced that it's going to make anybody so much matter to me. Is this going to reinforce stereotypes about Jews controlling America? Yeah. I, I, I don't think submitting to anti-Semitic conspiracy theories is the best way forward. Or worrying too much about them. Yeah. Uh- Timing-wise, if Israel is about to change its relationship with Saudi Arabia, that's huge. Certainly... Right. Erdogan has already said okay. that our re- reconciling with Turkey is now uh, uh, off the table. Hmm. And so we're going to – so we're damaging – okay. yeah. But but this is going to damage a growing bond with Saudi Arabia, I absolutely understand your arguments about timing. I, I don't even know how to respond – I don't know how to play devil's advocate to them. There is seemingly no reason to do it this moment right. now. <laughs> and there's – Maybe reasons in the future. I, I don't understand the timing other than as just sort of a he, – He's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. He's a
2: disruptor and he's decided, okay, oh, this came to my plate. I'm a disruptor. I promise this. Oh, let's just do it now. It
0: doesn't seem strategic. It, it's it seems just, impulsive. But let's be honest. A lot of the policies of this administration right. seem unstrategic and impulsive. But I, I do think that if we – and, and, and I, I, I understand real politic and I understand America's job is not to – Make Israel work, but I, I do think that at a certain point, the Arab world—the more the Arab world reckons with the reality of Israel, and the more its leadership says, "Well, I guess that's what it is. This is a Semitic, These are our Semitic cousins here in the Middle East. Jerusalem is theirs. Let's open diplomatic relations so that you from Saudi Arabia can visit Haram al Sharif. And if we, if we as Saudi Arabia say we recognize the state of Israel, and now you can come to Israel on your Saudi passport, and now you can have more Muslims visiting the Dome of the Rock." Well, that's a lovely thing for everybody. Problem solved. Anything that th- I think truth leads to things like that. Now, I'm not saying that's happening this week or next week. I'm not defending this timing or lack of strategy. I'm a big fan of strategy, and I'm not seeing any. So I'm, I'm not defending it on that grounds. But I don't think that we have to keep the status quo. No, oh, you see, the Jews? It is not to me a reason not to do things. That's what I'm saying.
1: Where does the occupation fit into what you were just saying because what you what you were saying is you know we want the world to respect us and and, and, and we've got to deal with Israel before we deal with the Jews mm-hmm. as long as the world perceives us and, and yes I know that the overarching argument that most Jews give at this point is yes but the but everybody hates us anyway and what no, difference does what it make had,
2: but, but is, as occupiers right yeah. of so the world sees us as occupiers uh, yeah. then yeah. That's true.
1: so so then it doesn't matter what happens with with Jerusalem, kind of, because everybody's still going to hate us because of the occupation. So do the occupation first, then do Jerusalem, and that way people will understand. It's kind of a quid pro quo. They're now behaving themselves. We'll recognize Jerusalem strategic thinking. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't see any evidence of strategic thinking here. I I agree with you, and and I don't understand why you would conduct foreign policy without a strategy, although I must admit... That does seem to be 21st century America conducts foreign policy without coherent strategy. I don't think that's just this administration. I think there. I think I, I, I don't see coherent strategic foreign policy in the 21st century from coming out of America. No, I don't even.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, maybe we give David one more plan.
0: one more word. Any any
2: any more? You gave us I think three or four reasons why this is bad. Do you uh, remember the other last ones? No, well, wind well, down, uh, but no.
1: Right now, I'd just say congratulations to Prince Harry and his young lady. Wish them Mazel Tov. <laughs> um, delighted that my soccer team, in Manchester City, are doing really well. Um, if anybody's interested, um, I'm going to a pub in Netanya on Sunday to watch Manchester City against Manchester United. You're very welcome to join me and uh, enjoy that. Um, I, I can just rant on about these types. Of things, I can
0: invite my son in law to join you.
1: Um, and, and also, and we should also uh wish I think Sunday I'll
2: be watching the Phillies we, uh, Rams
1: game. We should we should uh kind of commiserate, I kind of too much today. We kind of commiserate with the family of president, uh, former president Salahi of uh of uh Yemen, Yemen. who was uh, butchered not once but twice uh, over the last few days. Uh, great country Yemen and. They, that's
2: actually. I actually think you're being. You know, I understand what you're saying, but I actually think this is one of the biggest, saddest things. Is that this, the whole world is now talking about this dumb statement when, when, mm-hmm. as you spoke about two weeks ago, one of the biggest Yemen tragedies is, in yeah. the world is happening in Yemen. Just and as that's a, a sad, I that
0: we're closing, can, can we say that at this point, Yemen has surpassed Syria as the car, greatest carnage situation going on now in the Middle East? Yeah,
1: absolutely, by a long way, by a long way. And why? So
0: why Syria was the center of the news and Yemen, nobody cares.
1: Yep. to do with I, I guess again it's friends of Russia friends of yeah. Russia and Iran mm-hmm. and uh, what is there in Yemen that's not, that much. not that there was that much oil in Syria that's, no. the, that's the incredible thing it's serious oil it was the Russian presence yeah. and, the,
2: yeah. and the bases yeah. and, and, you know, and the Ta- in
1: Tartus and so yeah. on yeah uh, absolutely
0: do you think and I know we're closing <laughs> do you think life in Israel God forbid is going to be disrupted over the next few weeks and months in a dramatic way well, can well, uh, you I'm, tell I'm, tourists to cancel their trips no, I would tell him, come more.
1: So yeah. I'll tell you now, this morning... Uh, In in my uh, newsroom, we have a morning meeting every day. One of my staff members walked in. We hadn't discussed this issue yet. We were on to other things. Uh, She said, uh, do you think it will be safe for me to walk uh, near the old city right now? Uh, I'm worried that knifing attacks are going to start again. Now, I am the last person to advise tourists not to come. But again, if tonight becomes something controversial, we will see an increase in attacks. But for those of you who are listening to this in Israel... Just know that those attacks will likely continue to be in the same places that they've already been, just at a heightened fashion. So you're talking about very small areas of the old city. Um you know, just, just because the, the, yeah, the West Bank. Which
0: is pretty much status quo, right? Yeah. yeah just, 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 and, and again, always as I as, as always tell my as I always
2: tell well. my students, the old, the change will only happen if the Palestinian Authority really makes a real change in policy, how they're working, and what really stop security uh, cooperation. Uh, cooperation. Mm-hmm. And like in the beginning of the Second Intifada, they make a strategic decision to launch a war against right. us. Absolutely. And if that doesn't happen, it I, won't change much. To. That, that's I don't 100% think. That's calling
0: happen. for three days of rage by other yeah. organizations isn't going to get the grassroots the, out just, of the on that. And they'll go protest, yeah. which is fine. That's healthy.
1: Our security relationship with Egypt, with Jordan, and with the Palestinians is pretty much as good as it's always been. Despite right. all of the talk and all right. of the, we're getting rid of your ambassador. And, that, and that's exactly and that's what you have important. to look at so as an good and in bad,
0: none of us are predicting major changes to the status quo in no.
1: daily life. Not in Israel. Well. I see it in other places as a result, including the West. Mm. A blip in the news. Yeah. Let's see. It depends what he says.
0: It depends that's what he says. Thing. And of course, we'll follow up and keep in touch. Yeah. Please let us know if you have more questions that we didn't address or, or topics or anything like that. You can always find,
2: and of course, um, Trump is unpredictable. So who really knows? Yeah, I mean, if we have to
0: do, if if something dramatic happens, we'll do do, mini. We'll do them for tomorrow, but God willing, life will go back to. uh, Yeah, we could do one tomorrow if there's something interesting in the speech, other than what the White House has been leaking. Not leaking. Forecasting. (laughs) All right, we went a little bit long because I think it's an interesting, timely topic.
1: You Um, said that two weeks ago as well.
0: That we yeah. went long? Yeah. I think the There's common denominator a, it, it, is this microphone. No, <laughs> Dave. because we can't. Uh, it is hard. It is hard to tell David we have to. Oh uh, We just up. like to hear what you have to say. Yeah.
1: I didn't well, say anything right. for the first 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> well, we tried.
1: It's <laughs> so, great. No, listener, that, we tried. That explanation at the start is really, really important. Well, I think it's just context. good context. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 100%. Now we're having
0: a hard time ending. So let's say goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <the> Jewish goodbye. <laughs> say good, say night. Thank uh, you, Amelia. Take care, guys. Alan, thanks so much. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. This has been JU Israel, the Teacher's Lounge Podcast. Please check out our website, juisrael.jerusalemu.org, for episodes, blog posts, and contact information. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever you use for podcasts. But you knew that, right? Uh, you can follow our Facebook page at the Teacher's Lounge Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JU Israel Gap. Please keep in touch with us with questions, comments, feedback, and suggestions. And if you know somebody who would enjoy our podcast in general or an episode in particular, we love it when people recommend us. Thank you, guys.